as we rest in this gentle place of inner peace and calm, we open ourselves to receive Moni's message. Now, Usko has loved Moni Dujeji since she first came with her husband Alberto to share their amazing story of pilgrimage, specifically their walk from Rome to Jerusalem. And as an aside, I highly recommend Moni's book about that event, Walking for Peace, an incredible book. Um, we all fell in love that day. And in the ensuing years, she's come back to us many times and shared with us her insight into the practice of Ho'oponopono, her study of A Course in Miracles, and love, everything about Moni is love. She radiates it. And now, something she's only shared recently with the world is that for several years, she's been channeling, uh, receiving and scribing messages from various wisdom teachers. And finally, this year, she felt guided to organize them into a book called Channeling. I've read it. And uh, what I can say about it is, you recognize truth. And Moni's messages speak truth. Now, sharing something so intimate with the world, I know required faith. And that's what Moni's here to speak with us about this morning. So my beautiful sister friend, Moni Dojeji, good morning and welcome to our shared community. Good morning, Brenda. And what can I say to this introduction? I love you all so much. I just feel so much at home among you all in this community that has opened its heart and welcomed not only me, but Alberto as well. It is an absolute delight and a treat to be among you again, to share a few words. You know, when, when we hear the call for faith, it's not as if we don't know what to do. You know, we know, our hearts know, we know that we're being asked to take all of the burdens that we're carrying be they in our thoughts, be they our fears, be they our worries, be they the people and the situations that we're dealing with, and give them all to God, to the Supreme Being, to our Creator, whatever term you want to use. Give them and trust that this Supreme Presence, God, is going to take care of it all, not only for the highest good of yourself, but for the highest good of all. And if there is anything for you to do, It'll show up, whether it's in the form of, a, of an inner knowing, an intuition, some kind of a sign, a, a synchronicity. It'll show up, and you will know what, if anything, is then yours to do. So it's surrender and trust. That's it. That's faith. Easy, right? We can all do this. We all know that practicing faith, putting all that we know about surrender and trust into practice is a whole other matter. Because to surrender means that I have to give up control. I have to let go of all of my ideas, of my beliefs, of my expectations, of my way of doing things without any guarantee or proof beforehand that God is going to take better care of it than me. And to trust means, well, to trust means that someone else actually knows better than me. <laughs> that there is a wisdom, that there is a truth, a way that is better than my own. And that I can't trust it, even when I can't see how it's going to work out or what exactly that divine supreme plan really is. And I think many of us would rather do anything but that. <laughs> but that is exactly what faith is. 
and what faith is asking us to do. You know, as Brenda mentioned, and of course, uh, the community here in Ottawa has heard me speak um, and Alberto together speak about this pilgrimage um, that we did walking from Rome to Jerusalem. And truly, that pilgrimage was an act of faith. Um, because Alberto and I, um, we had nothing booked in advance. We didn't have any grand plans. There was no path that, you know, that was marked for us to walk. We didn't know for certain every night where we were going to end up or where we were going to sleep. So we had to trust. There was no other option. We had to have faith that everything was going to work out every single night. And we had to trust that above all else, God, divinity, God is love. God is love. And it wasn't easy all the time. But you know, in the same way, that we practice, we have to practice anything that we want to perfect in our lives, well, learning to surrender and to trust really was the practice for those 13 months of walking. And when I came back to the normal world after my pilgrimage, you know, that faith was still very strong. You know, I still had a very strong faith that I can give it all to God and everything would be resolved because that was my experience for those 13 months on pilgrimage. But faith, like anything, fades when it's not front and center, when it's not the ruling principle in life. And in the many to-dos of my life and of being a new parent with Alberto and this full reliance on God to figure everything out for me, just kind of slowly faded and eventually just receded into the background while full control Moni stepped into the forefront. You know, I'm sure you recognize maybe some of the elements of Moni, you know, with all of her ideas and her plans and her to-do lists and her ways of doing things. Faith wasn't leading any longer, but it was something that I just tapped into and I used every once in a while when all of my own ideas and my ways failed. So faith became kind of the last resort. Oh yeah, uh, give it to God. Remember God? Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, Brenda mentioned uh, my writings and uh, this, this channelings that I have been doing. Well, writing is something that I, I love to do. I've kept a regular diary for at least the last 30 years of my life. And writing is merely my way of trying to figure things out. I, I put everything down on paper, I get it all out of me, and then I reach for a spiritual book and maybe some oracle cards that I have, and I just ask for clarity and I ask for a direction on what's happening in my life right now and how I can resolve the situation that I'm dealing with. This is really my way of working through any doubts or any questions that I may have. Well, one night, about 10 years ago, uh, when we were still living in Spain, I was going through um, a very intense and very difficult uh, situation with some people at, uh, at my daughter's school. And I had just come home and I had just finished, you know, pouring out all of these problems, all of these dramas, all of the injustices from my point of view that were taking place, all the things that they were doing to me. So I wrote it all out. And I was about to reach for my oracle card, you know, to ask for clarity and how to proceed with this situation, when a clear thought, a very clear thought came into my mind that said, pick up a pen. 
And it was a thought that wouldn't go away. It was very insistent. Um, I didn't, I wasn't hearing voices or anything. There was no one speaking to me, but there was just merely this clear, very direct thought to pick up the pen and to write rather than reach for a card. And so I did. The words just flowed through me like a river. My hands could barely keep up. The words were all over the page because I was trying to concentrate on, on the thoughts that were coming into my mind. And so, you know, my eyes were half closed and I was sitting by candlelight. And so there wasn't a lot of light. And so the sentences were just kind of all over the place, going up and then going down and sometimes crossing into each other. It wasn't pretty. But the words, when I read them, the words were outst just outstanding, astounding, really. They were so filled with, with wisdom, with truth, with laser clarity, and so much love. I didn't know really where these words had come from, but I knew they did not come from me, from Moni. They weren't my words or my thoughts. But after that experience, I wanted to know more. And so began my 10-year journey, really, of channeling these words and wisdom from... I often didn't know who they were unless they specifically identified themselves. In fact, I was told repeatedly, forget about trying to name or to label this energy and this whole process. Because the moment you try to label it, that's a mind function. The earthly mind wants to say, oh, it is so-and-so teacher. Oh, it's so-and-so teaching. And right away, you're coming with your expectations and preconceived ideas of what that means. And so the message to me was only focus on feeling love in your heart. That's it. That was the message. Feel love. Surrender everything to that love. Surrender every thought, surrender every fear, every doubt, every question, surrender it all to the love that I was continually encouraged to feel in my heart. And allow, allow that love that was there to shape itself, to mold itself into the words that I would then write. And trust, trust that I can capture those words that I can convert that energy of love into words, and to trust that that love knew what it was doing and what message it wanted to express through me. Have faith was the continual message. Have faith, faith in God. Have faith in love. Faith that you're capturing these energies correctly. Faith that you are indeed worthy of scribing these loving words, no matter how you perceive yourself as unworthy and what you perceive as your many failings. Faith, faith especially, that you're worthy of all of this love that you are now receiving. Faith. And almost immediately with these channelings came another message. Actually, it was a directive more than a message. It was a clear directive to share these writings, to share this love that's encapsulated in words. Because love wants to extend itself into the world through you. That's its nature. Love naturally extends itself. And I said, um, nope, well, thank you. 
who am I? I mean, you know, I'm a, I'm not a spiritual teacher. I'm not a theologian. I'm not a, you know, I don't have any degrees or studies in, in any of this stuff. And I kept making up all of these reasons why, you know, why I couldn't do this. But really, what was it all? It was all fear. It was just plain fear disguising itself in so many different excuses. You know, what will people think? What are people going to say? Will they even understand it? How are people going to respond? Fear, it was all fear. And I would say that for the early years, especially, I had more faith in fear than I did in love. But love is so patient, so forgiving, so, well, so loving and so insistent, never giving up on me, continually coming to me saying, try again. It's okay. Try again. You can do it. Do it again. And so eventually, slowly, maybe begrudgingly, <laughs> I started to share the teachings that I was receiving on my blog and on Facebook, but in the form of articles that I would write but without ever mentioning that these were channels. And you can imagine how I felt. I felt so guilty. I felt like a coward, really, betraying the love that was giving me everything and me not having the courage to share it openly. Until one day, I just got tired of myself. And that narrative, that story in my head, that just, that fear just kept on playing. And I took a leap of faith. I gathered all of my writings. In fact, during the pandemic, literally <laughs> nothing else to do. I gathered all of my writings and literally within three months, I had the book ready. It all came together. And I felt, I felt all of the teachers around me cheering me on. And, and I finally felt like I had stepped into what these teachings were meant to do. They were meant to be shared. And at the same time, I just said, you know what? Take this book. I surrendered this book to them, to the wisdom teachers. And I asked them to guide all the stories and to guide all the words that would make up this final book of channels. And I published it and I just, I let it go. I let it go, knowing that this same love that created this book, it knows what to do in this world of form. It knows who it needs to deliver itself to, and it knows how to reach the people that it needs to reach. Of course, I still listen for what is mine to do. I'm always in meditation. I meditate every day. And I ask, what is mine to do? And if something comes up, I immediately act on it. And I do it. But I trust that the love and the energies that created these words know what to do. Let me tell you, from somebody who has an MBA and it comes from a business background and a marketing background, it is a far cry from how I was accustomed to launching a book and all the planning and all the business processes that I would normally go through every time I launched a new book. So this entire journey, really, or this entire book was a journey through fear and an act of faith. But you know, never once, did God, love, ever say to me, I've lost faith in you? On the contrary, the message was always, I have faith in you. You are my beloved child. Give me all of your fears and your worries and let me give you peace 
Let me give you courage. Let me give you clarity. Let me give you a new way of looking at things. Give me all of your guilt at not being able to do this. Give me your shame at feeling unworthy of so much love. And especially when you feel that you have failed me or betrayed me, for you can never ever do that. Your deepest fear is that I, divinity, will no longer love you if I saw what resides in the dark recesses of your heart. If I saw your anger, your insecurities, your thoughts of revenge, your jealousies, your pettiness, give me those especially. Let me free you from these chains that you've placed around your heart and your mind. I am always with you. And so lean on me. Rest in me. You are safe with me, not in this physical world or your thoughts of it. That was a consistent message that I received, not only in my channelings, but in every single meditation and in every moment that I come to God, to divinity, hands empty and ready to listen. And perhaps that's the only message for today on faith. Know that God, divinity, the creator, loves you as you are. And that God is your biggest cheerleader as you make your way back home to love. As you remember your true identity, who you truly are and ever shall be. A child beloved, ever safe ever at peace, ever in joy, in the arms of the one who never stops loving you, no matter how many ways you forget or separate yourself from him or her. God's faith in you is everlasting. And now are you invited to renew your faith in the one who will never fail you? And so it is.